0: Greetings. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. The Hashtag BuyDiverse Podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, provides a voice to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as to corporations seeking to meet their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals strategically and intentionally. Hear the stories of certified minority-owned businesses and learn about their journeys, challenges, best practices, and successes. Also, discover Chicago MSDC's robust offerings to support business owners with certification, advocacy, connecting, and developing. Founded in 1968, Chicago MSDC is the premier organization that advances business opportunities for its certified Asian, Black, Hispanic, and Native American entrepreneurs. Contact us at www.chicagomsdc.org or bydiverse.net. This is Vince Williams, President and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, and you're listening to Hashtag powered by Chicago MSDC. What you can expect from our podcast, first-hand success stories, business opportunities that are within the pipeline, best practices, advocacy, mentorship, how and why companies should join us, all on WGN. So welcome to Hashtag Buy by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Today, our guest is Keith Weish, Vice President of Community Engagement and Support with Walmart. Keith, welcome to the show. Vince, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, my friend. So I appreciate everything that you've done. And Keith, you and I have had a recent collaboration where we put together an incredible information session with Walmart for minority business entrepreneurs on how to do business with Walmart. What I'd love is before we get into that conversation, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with Walmart that led you to today and what you've been doing with the organization?
1: Yeah, great, Vince. I can do that. This year actually marks 40 years of me working in corporate America, and what's ironic is I started my career with who was then the largest retailer in the world, Sears, and I'm ending my career with the new largest retailer in the world, Walmart, and it's been a great ride. Uh, I joined Walmart about six years ago, and it was to run their stores in the Northeast. I started with Walmart in Philadelphia, running stores in the Philadelphia and then New York area, and last summer I got a unique opportunity there was a lot of civil unrest after the George Floyd incident and several stores uh, in several cities were actually damaged for Walmart and in particularly in Chicago we had eight stores few of which were severely damaged and so our CEO flew in met with Mayor Lightfoot and other leaders and decided that it was important for Walmart to stay in this community Chicago is important to Walmart it's important city but he wanted to do it different and he asked me to take on this new role to really help reimagine the relationship between walmart and the communities in which we do business it's not enough for us to just sell merchandise in a community we need to be a part of that community in every way possible
0: That's outstanding. And that's a pretty incredible commitment, especially from one of today's visionary CEOs. Like you said, we're one of the largest retailers. And so I I like how that leads into a lot of, of your passion and what you've been doing with the communities. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. You know, the first thing I wanted to do was not make the mistake a lot of companies or organizations make when they want to work with the community. And what that is, they want to do something to the community instead of with the community. And so initially, I just came to town and I listened. I listened to elected officials, I met with pastors, I met with community leaders to really get a sense from them what they expected out of Walmart as a community partner. And and that was key and that was critical because what that did was help me now craft my Chicago strategy and how we can leverage the resources at Walmart to be a better community partner.
0: Outstanding. Wow. So this listening tour, in addition to working with the current CEO of Walmart on reimagining Walmart, has led to some incredible initiatives That you're doing now with various minority supplier development councils and particularly the Chicago MSDC and some of the recent things that we've done can you tell our listening audience about your commitment here in Illinois with Walmart and how that has led to what I feel is just an incredible collaborative opportunity and initiative particularly for minority businesses
1: yeah I I have to tell you it's, it's a great journey and it's been a learning journey for Walmart and so one of the things I heard over and over again is how can Walmart help with economic empowerment in these communities? And it was a question I don't think we've looked at or answered before. And so here's what that looked like to me. We were spending millions of dollars to remodel the stores that were damaged during the civil unrest. When I dug deeper, we did not have any black or brown or neighborhood general contractors doing this work. That's a problem to me. Because if we're gonna truly be community-based, we need to try and leverage the resources, the skills, and the talents from those communities. And so very quickly, put a pause on any remodels and had a session where we invited over 15 general contractors from the neighborhood, from the community, and out of that, we were able to select two who met all the criteria and the licensing requirements and what have you and so now, these six stores that are remaining to be remodeled will be remodeled by two African-owned businesses. That that was step one. Step two, and this is where we partnered with you, was that we also we re- remodel a Walmart store every three to four years. But, Vince, every week, the snow has to be shoveled. The lots have to be swept. There's plumbing and electrical facilities maintenance work. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going into these communities with high unemployment, and we're not seeing people like us do the work. And so we were so able to partner with you and CBRE, Walmart's facilities maintenance provider, and we held three workshops in December to try and identify, again, neighborhood, locally owned, black and brown minority vendors who can do this work. And I can tell you that as of today i know we've signed six to help in this work and so you know that was a great initiative and then last but not least the call we had yesterday was a partnership again between walmart and cmsdc everywhere i go Vince, people want to know how do i do business at walmart and it's it's funny sometimes because you know a gentleman came the other day and said hey i make these great baseball bats how, how can i get them into walmart And so I invited him to the the session. Uh But what we wanted to do, and we did yesterday, was demystify the process, but also educate to let them know what it takes to really be a vendor of Walmart. Uh, And not only did we have that conversation, we brought two of our minority suppliers to, to also give color and help them understand. So I thought it was a great session. I'd love to get your feedback. Absolutely.
0: Well, I've received some incredible positive feedback all across the board, and I thought that it was extremely powerful to share not only from the executives at Walmart and the respective areas that cover from e-commerce to the marketplace to being in-store and what that opportunity looks like for minority businesses, but also, again, the two suppliers that, that you also shared really gave some powerful additional Information on what it has been like for them with working with Walmart, the positive experience it has. And then just really, I think it resonated so much across all levels from the serious pain points that each business continues to experience with access to capital and what that looks like to again, truly getting a product in the store and seeing what that looks like for them too. So powerful, Dr. Lisa and and, and Mr. Thompson uh, from Fair Oaks Foods, Dr. Lisa from the World of EPI, very very powerful would you
1: agree I I would agree and the power is also in the listening so if you recall in December when we met with the facilities maintenance providers one of their concerns was hey Walmart you guys pay on a net 60 day we're small business owners and leaders We, we don't have the capital or the bandwidth to wait 60 days and so we took that information went back to our finance folks and this week announced a rollout of a new supplier pay agreement for minority businesses where, you know, that goes from zero to net 60 to probably 48 hours turnaround on, on getting your payments on invoices.
0: That's unheard of. <laughs> and, and again, extremely visionary. Wow. I think, again, identifying that pain point in less than six months, addressing that and now providing a solution, if you will.
1: Yeah, that, that that's important. And again, there are a lot of other things that we do. But to me, the economic empowered piece was was huge, right? You factor into that career opportunities. I love talking about store manager Patrice Gibson of our Chatham store, who eleven years ago came to Walmart, single mom, without a degree, making minimum wage, and now she runs one of our biggest Walmart stores. She's earned her degree. And trust me, she makes a heck of a lot more than minimum wage. Wow. And, and so you see those stores. And, and so there's a lot that we're trying to do to, to really better our relationship and our partnership right here in Chicago.
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, that is economic empowerment. But that's also the impact that you're making within the community, which is just huge, huge and speaks volumes again.
1: So yeah. It's, it, it, there's one more I want to mention. Yeah. Because – Walmart rolled out about two years ago this concept called Walmart Health Clinics. And think of it not as a minute clinic, but literally as a mini hospital. And as I looked around, I didn't see Walmart with any of these in diverse and urban communities. And so, again, seeing that not only were some of these places on the south and west side of Chicago food deserts, they were also health deserts. And so in November of last year, we opened up two brand new Walmart health centers in each of those stores, one in Austin, one in Chatham. And we went one step further, Vince. We looked to hire doctors and medical assistants and dental assistants from the community who looked like the community. And that was huge. That's, yeah, that,
0: that speaks a lot again those that will receive those services want to receive them from those that look like them and also have some of their same shared experiences. So you're, Absolutely. you're addressing that with, again, employing from the community and providing the services back to the community. Absolutely. Wow. Speaks volumes. Again, economic empowerment there. Phenomenal. Keith, we also know you're a published author. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. it's uh, I'm an accidental author. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I was president of Pitney Bowes U.S. Operations and had the opportunity to rub shoulders with authors like Jack Canfield, John Maxwell, and in conversation with them, they felt that I had a unique experience in corporate America as a black man who was able to matriculate up to senior levels And they thought that was a story that should be told. And so rather than telling my story, I met with several other executives and authored a book called Good Is Not Enough and Other Unwritten Rules for Minority Professionals. Because many of us didn't have role models or parents who worked in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't necessarily have the background or or understanding of the, the secrets that every organization has to succeed. And so it was a great book. It came out in two thousand eight. Was nominated for an NAACP Image Award, and is probably my proudest work to date. I've written a few books since then. Have one more on the way, but that was the one that put me on the map. That's
0: phenomenal. It's a great, a great book, and I appreciate that that I know you and that you've written that too. Because, as you mentioned, it was very difficult for me as a corporate executive to to identify a mentor that looked like me, and so having Again, this type of resource to access just to help again with some of those challenging days as a black male in corporate America is again speaking volumes, and, and that's why again you've been recognized the way you have and keep going. I know there's Corner Offer's Rules, mm-hmm. and then you said and there's another one on the horizon.
1: Yeah, the, the book on the horizon that'll be out later this year is called Diversity is Not Enough: a call to recruit, develop, and promote black leaders in America. Wow. It's a book that really helps any organization who is serious about true equity uh, and inclusion figure out here's the roadmap of things you can do here are best practices that I've codified in one book and so it takes the excuse away of I can't find talent I don't know what to do and so I'm really excited about that. The other thing Vince is You know, years ago, I came to a place in my life where it was about purpose and passion. Mm -hmm. You know, they they said there's two great days, the day you were born and the day you figure out why. And so the work I do at Walmart, the work I do with my speaking and my books is really part of my purpose and passion to help people and organizations be the best that they can be. Phenomenal. Yeah. And that
0: purpose and passion is, is, I think, resonating a lot. With how people are again managing this pandemic and some of the other challenges that we've experienced you know over the past year and a half now going on two years, if you will, and so you're keeping this going. This is what I think consistently identifies you as being that thought leader, that well respected thought leader too, Keith. so I appreciate you, and thank you for that, my friend. no problem, outstanding um to talk a little bit more about uh Uh, Walmart's and their initiatives going forward is there some different ways or announcements that you would like to share with the listening audience about Walmart's commitment I'm so honored again to to be associated with you and the organization and have you guys as collaborative partners if you will and of course your commitment to supplier diversity but can you share what's on the horizon
1: yeah I can talk about a few things so uh, a year ago our CEO Doug McMillan who who was just a phenomenal CEO decided that it was not enough to, to talk about racial equity, but to put something in action. And so he stood up our Racial Equity Institute, where we have four areas of concentration, education, health and wellness, criminal justice, and financial literacy. And those are $100 million initiatives over five years. And so each one of those groups, and I used to head the education group, Is looking for ways to provide more equitable experiences uh, for black and brown people in those areas. The first thing we did was a partnership with North Carolina A&T. It's a uh, great opportunity for Walmart to help their business and engineering students not only come into A&T but graduate and then beyond have internships at Walmart uh, and other places. And so you know that's a great initiative we're looking to partner with the national black MBA associate to create a Walmart scholars program where we identify high school juniors and seniors and take them through a program called leaders of tomorrow and better equip them with the tools to succeed in the broader society and oh by the way we have this organization called live better university where for a dollar a day Walmart associates can earn an associate bachelor's or master's degree in key subject that's phenomenal
0: Wow so you're again empowering your workers the community and looking towards the future with you know working with and identifying organizations to partner with to make sure that again that you're addressing the disparities that we know exist and providing solutions for it
1: yeah And it's really about who much is given, much is required, both on a personal and a corporate level. Mm -hmm. And I think Walmart is showing that they're more than stepping up to do their part.
0: Outstanding. Well, this is phenomenal information. I think our listening audience is, is going to be very proud to know that Chicago MSDC is his partner with Walmart and is continuing to provide these types of opportunities for growth, these opportunities for development, the opportunities for, again, sustainability. And then what I think was really critical was, uh, again, the commitment that Walmart has to the communities that they're in, which, again, speaks volumes to everything that, like you said, your passion, your mission, and what you're doing that going forward. For our listening audience, how would they be able to reach you or to address any questions or so that they had about doing business with Walmart?
1: Yeah, I would refer them to uh, the walmart.com website, and there you can find a link to, you know, what you need to know to do business with Walmart, and you can ask your questions there, and, and someone will reach out to you with answers.
0: Outstanding. That's phenomenal. Keith Weish, Vice President, Community Engagement and Support, has been our guest today on Hashtag This has been phenomenal. Again, I'm appreciative of this opportunity to collaborate earlier and showcase some of the initiatives that Walmart has. You are valued, my friend. You are appreciated, and, uh, and I wish you continued success.
1: Absolutely. Let's be clear. We value this partnership. You're a strategic partner with us, and we couldn't do this without the Chicago Minority Supply Development Council. Outstanding. Thanks a lot, Keith. Thank you, sir.
0: Becoming a strategic partner with Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council puts you in front of other corporations like Allstate, United, AT&T, Walgreens, Northern Trust, ABV, and McDonald's. Some of our national members include Amazon, Facebook, Coca-Cola, Worldwide Technologies, and others. And now, back to Hashtag Buy Podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Today, our guest is Gita Merchadani, founder of Gita PR. Gita PR is a global communications and digital agency focused on brand visibility, customer engagement, and diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives the firm provides an intelligent fusion of creativity and experience key to helping teams experience and enhance their leadership position while fostering a culture of innovative collaboration with an ability to shape the news cycles through the art of storytelling. Gita PR works with industry champions and thought leaders who benefit from the attention of journalists, online media influencers and experts. Gita PR's values and DNA guide what the firm does and how it approaches each initiative. The authentic art of brand engagement and inclusion is an environment that fosters collaboration and encourages diverse thinking while creating culture of opportunity and growth. Gita PR is a minority business enterprise certified by the NMSDC with offices in New York, Chicago, and Mumbai. Gita, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Vince. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So, Gita PR, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about how you got started, how long you've been in business, and uh what the agency's up to today?
2: So, we started our firm in the 90s, and it was sort of an organic evolution over the years. I just had my first baby. Uh-huh. And I was home resting and got a call from a client and said, are you planning to go back to the company that I was with? And I said, I'm not sure. It's it's kind of fun, you know, being a mom. And they said, well, if you're interested, we can be your first client. Wow. And I said, oh, my God, another gift from heaven. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I said, you know what? I can do this. I can be a new mom and I can start a business. And so that's how we started.
0: That's phenomenal. That's a great story, too. And so opportunities like that lending themselves and, like you said, a gift from heaven. I know, you know, again, in in, in speaking with you, Gita, that you are you're big on philosophy and you're big on faith. And uh, that philosophy of karma is what leads you to doing good. Is that also another part of uh, what Gita PR does?
2: I think in many ways it is. I'm a big believer in good energy, Mm -hmm. and I think that this whole conversation about diversity and inclusion, I think it goes back to the DNA of companies and corporations and industries about doing good and being good. And the conversation about inclusion is really about doing good for each other. So that's kind of how we look at diversity and inclusion and equity and including people in the conversation.
0: Absolutely. And would you share that or, or would you also comment that being a woman in the industry has had its challenges or opportunities have presented to themselves more? And then, of course, focusing on diversity, equity and inclusion and its importance today especially with everything that we've been experiencing over this past year and a half, does that leverage you differently?
2: I think in many ways, being a woman is a positive.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, everyone sort of laughs when we say women can multitask, but I think that's also a plus when we're running companies and when we're running projects. And also, in many ways, leading with intuition and bringing that to the table and being empathetic to people on teams, to people that are involved in projects. So I think being a woman has been very positive in many ways. Yes, we've had hurdles. Yes, we've had challenges. I mean, being a woman of color has not always been that easy. But I think when people realize that you're talented and that you have a genuine interest in doing good and making the project successful, then I think most people come around and come to the table happily and wanting to do the project probably more dynamically. So we've been lucky. We've been very lucky with our project.
0: That's phenomenal. And I understand that you've worked with some very large brands, companies, yes. some luxury businesses. Can you tell the listening audience a little bit about that? How has that been for you and your organization?
2: Again, I say a gift from heaven because we've been working in the luxury space. hmm for many, many years. And luxury changes over the years, right? Luxury can be a limited edition, but luxury can also be now the luxury of health. And having safe, a safe environment has become more and more important. So we've been sort of like our clients and our clientele, we've evolved over the years. We've worked for some prominent Fortune 500 companies, but we've also worked with some rising stars and emerging brands, So bringing that different talent to the table and mixing it up is, I think, what makes us different.
0: That's phenomenal. And I think that also separates you from, again, maybe some of your competitors and then, again, leveraging yourself as a minority business enterprise. And so can you tell our listening audience about what led you to to getting your certification and utilizing that to your advantage?
2: I think that being a minority business for us was kind of it was a natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm of Indian descent, and I'm a woman of color. So it just made so much sense to ask to be certified. And we've actually been certified for 15 years or so.
0: Congratulations. That's phenomenal.
2: I yeah. To me, I'm, to me, I wear it as a badge of honor that, that we can bring something unique to the table. We've also had clients who valued that and then found that to be something extra special. Mm-hmm and that we could contribute something unique to the teams. So I think if you find a company that values that and understands that being diverse and inclusive actually adds to the bottom line in many ways, then it's really, it's, it's almost a magical formula. And being that we work with a lot of global companies, they find value in the fact that we speak different languages, we can travel with them, And we can actually do stuff on the ground that sometimes their teams can't do. That's how we try to to make a difference when we are part of projects or we're brought in to do the work.
0: That's great. I think you've listed a a few different key initiatives that really separate you as uh, an organization that's a differentiator, if you will, in the industry, which, again, speaks volumes to your sustainability and your growth. And like you said, having multiple languages to reference and working with those different types of clients, which also leverages you within that that niche space that you live in as well. Are there some other ways that organizations can work with you? Because you said you want to work with large and small, you know, medium and and little, (laughs) if you will. Of
2: course. Yeah. We want to work with, again, companies that want to do good and be good.
0: Do good and be good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think diversity in many ways is is about that. I mean, you look at even the big financial firms now and the whole idea about ESG funds. Mm -hmm. And many of them are really focusing on diversity and inclusion and how contributing to societal change is, is important for them. So even the large investment firms are looking at that more seriously and writing letters to their board and writing letters and putting them up on their website. So for us, diversity in many ways has always been authentic to who we are. So seeing that now as an important part of the conversation makes us more excited. And what we can bring is our expertise and, like I said, our authentic background in the space Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we're finding from talking to companies is that there's almost this focus on the marketplace and how we look in the marketplace, right? Is, are we diverse enough? Are we good enough? Are we making headway? But then what we do is we kind of step back and say, what's happening inside culturally? Is the leadership taking the right actions? Are there the right people on the teams? Are there enough resources, those internal employee resource groups, to support talent, to support supplier? What's your messaging like? And all of that, it's almost like taking care of your home internally
0: Mm -hmm.
2: before you invite
0: people
2: to come into your home. Sure. So we always say, let's look at what's happening internally with your culture, with your talent, and then let's align that with what's happening in the marketplace. Because what we've found out is that companies that do the homework and do the legwork and have leadership that supports the initiative of diversity, equity, and inclusion, their growth and their visibility in the marketplace really expands. So we are very, very aware of those sort of internal and external alignment of messages and initiatives to really do this the right way. For sure. And that's something that we feel that is special for Gita PR to bring to the table for clients.
0: I like that. I like that so much, Gita. I think, you know, what I'm hearing is that, again, Gita PR is about diversity, equity. They're about inclusion. It's important that diversity is authentic, is what I hear you're saying. And also your expertise and you bringing essentially your authentic self to the conversation has also led to you being extremely successful. And I think those are incredible takeaways for some of our listening audience to see and hear about what's passionate and what drives you within this. And I think it's important that when you do encounter a new client or an existing client, you also really assess if DEI is important to them. And that's what allows you to then end up doing the great work that you're doing with it. Phenomenal. Well, we try. Phenomenal, yeah. (laughs) This has been incredible. What would you like uh, our listeners to know about Gita PR as we wrap things up here, Gita?
2: I think we just have to keep doing good work, Mm -hmm. sending good energy, and every day is a new day to do better.
0: Okay. And for our listening audience, how can they reach you? Social media, website?
2: It's com. You can, you know, visit our website. You can get a hold of us that way. And let us know what you think, and we'd be happy to talk with you.
0: All right. Phenomenal. Gita PR, this has been a phenomenal conversation. You thank are valued. You. you are appreciated. I feel your energy through this podcast. So thank you for sharing that with us today.
2: <laughs> thank and you, Vince. Thank you for including us in this.
0: Absolutely. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to, a, so a, to a very fruitful relationship as we continue to scale, and, to scale and grow together. You've been listening to Hashtag Buy Diverse Powered. By Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio. Gita, thank you again. Have a great one.
2: Thank you, Vince. Thank you
0: okay. so much. Hi, this is Vince Williams, and you're listening to Chicago MSDC Minute. Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. In 1968, a chain of events erupted into civil and economic mayhem that shook Chicago at its very core. Rising above the turmoil, a group of corporate and community leaders were determined to cast a spotlight on hope on seemingly hopeless situations and created the Chicago Business Opportunity Day. The following year, in 1969, the event was officially renamed CBOF, or Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. Today, the Chicago Business Opportunity Fair is a game-changer. It remains as the signature event of Chicago MSDC, a thought leader in minority business since 1968. The 54th annual Chicago Business Opportunity Fair will be held June 23rd to the 24th, 2021. This year's theme is Connecting the Dots, Business SOS, Synergies, Opportunities, Solutions. This two-day virtual conference hosted the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council is all about opportunities. Chicago MSDC brings opportunities for your minority-owned business by connecting you with other minority businesses, corporations, and government agencies looking to do business with your company. CBOF, which formerly was held at Navy Pier for many years, is our longest-running event that is now virtual in light of the pandemic. We're looking forward to this virtual event because it's an opportunity for us to connect even more businesses with our unique virtual format that allows for exhibitor booths, one-on-one meetings, networking, and almost everything you do at a typical conference. Stay tuned for more information about CBOF 54 by visiting our website at www.chicagomsdc.org and follow us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Chicago MSDC. You've been listening to Hashtag Biodiverse, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio www.chicagomsdc.org